All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Saturday night. You know what that means. It's time for the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how are you? I'm good, man. I had a great show last night. Uh, I went to West Virginia, so you guys are going to uh, be blessed with the second ever Leap Pro Wrestling Alliance review right here on the podcast this evening. So. Now, let me ask you something. Was Dad there? Yes. <laughs> That's such a cool... I, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you get to do anything? Did you do anything or were you just there? Like, um, I was I was just there, but I think in some of the upcoming shows, I'm going to be doing some stuff. But for, right. for this one, I was just hanging out. So that's fine. So while we're talking about that, um, first of all, how was your week? Uh, other, uh, my, outside of that. Um, my week was all right. It was it was a little slow. I had to get some stuff uh, figured out, but um, you know everything worked out just fine. And uh, you know some uh, some load off the mind, and and so uh, you know it was just coming in here tonight and having fun and relaxing. And so it's all it's all good. Cool. All right, so speaking about your the show you were at last night, why don't we get into that uh, to open the show, and then we'll move on to the regular shows. Yes, absolutely. Which, um, be- before we do that, uh, let me break it down. So we have Ben's uh, show that he went to, then we have AEW Dynamite, SmackDown, and Rampage. And then we're going to go back, we're going to take a look at the Memphis Video Yearbook 1983. However, we're not taking the line because we're going to be all over the place going back and forth in the 80s. Absolutely. So let's get started with your show. Yes. So, uh, so right before we right before we get into the second things, I have a early show confession for Father Elio. Uh oh. Now, unfortunately, hold on. Let me put my collar on. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Tell me your sins, my son. Unfortunately, I was uh, somewhat late to the show, and I missed the first two matches. Um. Which, okay. which meant that, um, which meant that I missed the dad gimmick for the evening. Oh, I'm upset. How, I'm sure Dad was very disappointed that Ben wasn't there. Yes, um, yes, he pulled me aside after the show and uh, blamed me for losing his jacket and you know, so, <laughs> you know the rain jacket. He, he actually pointed at me and said, "Ben took it." No, uh, is, which, is, is, that, is that for real? Or are you just uh, no? He actually no. Oh, really? Oh. He came, <laughs> he came out and was looking for a shack and saw me sitting in the in the crowd and said, pointed at me and said, Ben took it. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, uh, ben, you know what? Yeah. Now I get to make fun of you because you got in trouble by a dad. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so um yeah, he was just getting back at me for missing his match earlier in the evening. But uh but apparently it was cool. So the um, so he had a six man tag match, and he uh, he debuted a new uh, faction with him, 
called the faculty. So it's that's a, uh, that's a movie from nineteen ninety six. Yes, I know. So it was it was the faculty and dad. So I'm sure we got we got a very long talking to pre match if I know uh, their promo style. Um, versus the weight of the world, Corey Bush. Trust me, you don't want to get in the ring with this guy. Um, Dalton Hayes and JJ Grizzly. And I actually I do I do know for a fact that uh, the faculty and dad took the victory on this one, which makes sense because you know they were debuting a new faction. So just knowing how how things get booked. You know, from watching wrestling for 30 years, I kind of was able to deduce that uh, they took the win before I was told. Um, And then we had uh, match two was El Hombre Cisco. It's a Mexican gimmick. He's actually very good. Um, versus a guy that's uh, a uh, an elite original. So the, the, the company has been going for 11 years now. And actually, no, I take that back, 12. And he's been there since day one. His name is uh, High Tide Bodie Williams. And my, my dad always jokes around, says he looks like Tarzan, and he actually does. He, it's like he's like a mix between uh, Tarzan and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, um, okay. You know, because <laughs> he has the, you know, he has the hair and he has the arm bands, you know, the the ribbons around the arms. It's actually kind of fun. Okay. Um, and then now we can actually get into some match critiques because I I rolled in during the third match. You see that literally. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. You actually, you actually caught that before I had to say it. Literally, very, very nicely played. Usually, I have to point that out. Um, but um, so it was the regulators versus the end, and that and that stands for. Uh, oh, what? Let me see what. Let's get this right. Let me see what that stands for. The end. That's that's I like that song. The end. Uh, I can't read this guy's handwriting. Uh, Let me see if it's on another page. Oh, uh, yes. Why, why is it written twice on different pages? Okay, I, I got it now. Um, so it's um, the Equal Nation Demonstration is what the end stands for. Equal Nation Demonstration. Let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> wow, I like that. Yeah, and, um, and so they... They actually debuted at the at the last show, uh, which was last month, and um, they debuted as as heels, and they were actually so popular that they uh, turned them around and uh, 
and had them as faces uh, last night. Now, 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 hopefully they don't turn them heel again because then now then I'm gonna have to start comparing this tag team to the Big Show, and I don't want to do that. Um, so hopefully that doesn't occur. Um, but their opponents were the the Regulators, and this was a debuting tag team. Uh, again, so I'm actually quite happy that they're bringing in some uh, new blood. I thought that they would uh, struggle with that, talking about the company overall and in the, in the um, aftermath of the pandemic. But it's uh, it's nice to see them recovering. And um, usually, uh, prior to the pandemic, they ran like bi-monthly shows. Um, but now they're now they're they're doing. Like for the rest of the year, with the exception of December, because you know that's the holidays. But uh, from now until until November, they're running like back to back to back shows. That's pretty cool. Um, and then the third match was actually my favorite match of the evening. Um, it was a twenty-minute cruiserweight championship challenge. And it was uh, the the champion weighing in. At, listen to this. I found this was funny. So weighing in at two hundred smiles, the slice of nice Reggie Collins. <laughs> two hundred smiles. Oh. Okay, sure, sure. Two hundred smiles. You can actually see him on a recent edition of um, of um, uh, what is that show called? Uh, the the AEW um, Dark Elevation. Oh, Elevation. Okay. Yes. When they had a when they did a show in uh, Pittsburgh, um, they brought him in to uh, go against uh, Lance Archer. So you can imagine the the kind of evening that he, that good old slice of nice Reggie Collins had. Okay. He wasn't smiling too much after going one on one with Lance Archer. Um, but it was it was him uh, versus uh, Chris Gatton, and this was actually my favorite match of of the evening. It, you know, it's uh, it's always funny because I I've uh, known. R- I've known Reggie since he was a kid, and like he used to be, you know, a little tent pole. Not now he's all muscular and shit, and it's kind of embarrassing that he's bigger than me now. So, but with that being said, uh, fantastic match. And um, let, let's see where where was the uh, where's the other? So that was uh, yeah, that was match. Four, match five. Let me see. I don't know why the same matches are written on two pieces of paper. Um. Oh yeah, where's match five at? Oh, hold on. This is this is where you inject. Ladies the- and gentlemen, I don't yes. understand why my my co-host had plenty of time to get his papers in order. Why are they not in order, sir? 
well, because because it's I'll I'll even show you so so you you, you can understand so all right so right here yeah you'll see this is the first page right so it's it says match one up top yep yep I see it okay and then it has match five on the bottom can you see that yep okay I'm I'm just I'm proving a point to my co-host so he can shut the fuck up um and then and then again this is the second page and once again they have the first match written on top there but why do they have the same one on two pages I don't know. So you you can kind of see um, where okay, the, uh, that makes sense. Okay, confusion was coming from. So the papers are in order. They just haven't written twice. That's just weird. Uh, yeah, and and uh, and I did not write these notes. They were given to me by the uh, ring announcer, which I'm not blaming him. He's actually one of my best friends. Um, but match five was um. The, the Red Prince TJ Sykes versus uh, Pretty Boy Matt Odom. Now you'll recall Pretty Boy Matt Odom from uh, the, the previous month's review that we did because this was the guy that I introduced on his way out to the ring for his match. Okay, all right, okay. So in case you weren't paying attention, people, which means you need to hit play more often on this podcast. But no, we do, we do appreciate your patronage. I'm just giving you shit because I feel like it because it's Saturday and I'm having fun. Uh, let's see. And then uh, and then after that, the evening definitely took a turn for uh, the more aggressive side of things. Or I should say ruthless because match number six was Ruthless Jason Radass versus the Blue Chipper Jordan Evans. And as you can imagine, yeah, Jordan Evans yeah, got his ass whipped. Because do you remember the uh, the picture I showed you of uh, Jason Radass last month? Yep. Good God. I mean, the guy looks like a jacked up Chucky doll for Christ's sake. It's just kind of funny. And then um, match number seven for for the Elite World title uh, was a steel cage match uh, pitting the champion, the Steel City Sex Pistol, Shane Malice, against uh, Anthony Athens, which... Um, I always get a kick out of that gimmick because he comes out dressed like a gladiator and, and jumps in a cage. And uh, it looked like he was doing pretty well uh, for himself before the very end of the match where um, where uh, a bunch of um, a bunch of uh, enemies of his, why well, I should say the girl that turned on him, uh, last month, bought out a uh, a few assistants and had the had the door of the cage slammed into this guy's face, 
leaving to him taking the loss. And of course, uh, Shane then retained the title um, for, uh, for the evening to end on that note. Now, one of, one of the guys, well, actually, the guy that slammed the door in Athens' face, which led to the end of the match, his name was uh, Jake the Machine Davis. Now, if you guys are a fan of some of WWE's YouTube series, uh, you you, uh, you may want to go back to uh, Luke Gallo's Superstar Inc. episode uh, from a few years ago, where uh, where Jake the Machine Davis uh, gets mentioned by uh, by Gallows because they were in a uh, group together called the Highwaymen when. Uh, when Luke was in was in the elite in its early days, because Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance is considered uh, Gallo's home uh, indie promotion, because whenever he can, whenever he's not, you know, uh, books, he always tries to come back and you know do like an autograph signing for Elite or something like that. But uh, yeah, him and uh, him and Jake Davis have gotten into some. Uh, very brutal brawls that are well known around the uh, tri-state area if you're a wrestling fan in that area um so yeah that ended the uh the evening for elite and um sometimes sometimes it's hard to do reviews of these shows because i'm so invested in them uh and i, I feel like if i can't go uh you know move by move some of it loses its luster, but um, but then again, if I did that, then I wouldn't actually be watching the matches. And who want and who wants to be at a wrestling show and take notes and not watch the goddamn matches? Um, but um, but to that end, I have I have something lined up for next month that will um, that will uh, help us. Um, review, or I should say this time, preview the shows more effectively because uh, next month, the Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance ring announcer, Jeff Mackey, uh, will be joining us live on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Uh, so that will be that will be fun. And, uh, and with that being said, we will shift um, we will shift the review over to Elio for his portion. Elio, what do you got for us? All right, so now we're going to move on to AEW Dynamite, and I got my high points and low points here. The low point was the Chris Jericho promo. Yeah, I agree. My high points? Well, uh, hold on. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, and the Red Velvet versus Jamie Hayter match. How does the Red Velvet miss a moonsault? That was that was so bad. That was that was so bad. And uh, okay, and then I have um, Kenny Omega. That whole promo there. The, 
And uh, the main event that was. Was, was that, I'm sorry, it was the Kenny Omega promo a highlight or a low light? A low light, low light. And then the main event, Malachi Black and Brock Anderson. Yeah, they should not have done that. It, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to so, do that. What do you have for low lights? Um, well, definitely um, definitely the red velvet match strictly because of that spot because it was so bad. I I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. How do you how do you how do you miss a moonsault? How how the woman's right behind you. She's on the laying on the mat. She's right there, like you're practically touching with your heels, and you miss the moonsault. How? <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Um, I I acknowledge that entirely, and then. My my other low point, uh, quite frankly, um, was um, the uh, Kenny Omega promo. Not not that I'm copying off of yours, but there was something specific in that promo Uh-oh. that I just found absolutely nauseating. Uh oh, which was so so in 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 response to Christian while he's trying to talk. Um, you know, his part of the promo, um, Kenny Omega keeps screaming, you think you know me? You think you know me? You think you, like, like, oh, you should, oh, like oh, shut the fuck no. up. <laughs> oh. Luke, please why, don't do that. Why, 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 are you do, why are you doing Edge's uh, entrance thing? You think you know me? Why? And then, oh. and then, and then later on in the promo, Don Ka- Don Callis goes, "We all know you play second fiddle." You know, it's just like, can you be any more obvious for Christ's sake? Oh my! Oh, okay. it, it, it was it was just bad. Okay, yes. and, uh, highlights. What do you have for highlights? Um, let, let's see. Let me uh, let me pull up the uh, dynamite results here. Can we? Hit pause just so I can pull up the highlights. Okay, so Ben, your highlights. So obviously, my highlights would have to be uh, the the CM Punk promo, uh, and I also um, really uh, really enjoy the main event. Really, actually, I. Actually, you, you enjoy the main event. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't like how it was. It was Brock Anderson in the ring. I don't think Brock should be there against um, Black at this point. He shouldn't be in the main event at all. He only had two matches. Well, no, and 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 that's an awesome point. Um. But I do, I do like how they're building up um, Anderson because, or not, I'm sorry. I, I do like how they're building up Black. I feel like this is what they should have been doing with, um, with, uh, oh God, um, with Miro when he came in instead of having him play fucking video games with Kip Sapien. This. How they're building up black is how I envisioned uh, Miro getting built up in the first place. 
Um, but with it, but having having said that, the actual seg- the actual segment slash match wasn't very good. It's just I kind of I kind of liked you know the presentation that it gave to black, if that makes sense. Um, and, then, and then I ha- if I could add another low light. Can okay. we can we please get rid of this teasing of a feud between QT Marshall and the big and and Paul White at this point? I mean, good God! They they no no they, they are having a match at all. No no I know, but during what I'm what I'm talking about um, is during the tag. The tag team match with the Gun Club versus Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, and QT Marshall. Uh, Marshall was like pointing at show, you know, building up to their match um, at All Out. And it's just like, I don't want to see that. Can we just focus on the actual match in the ring and completely forget about putting Paul in, in the ring in the first place? On a pay per view. Okay. I, I mean, no disrespect to Big Sh- to Paul White. I still want to call him Big Show. You can't blame me. It's been twenty two fucking years. Um, but it, it's just that's not something that I want to see. Okay. So, you know, low light for sure. That's all I got. So high point. Okay, for me. And no, for me the low point. One of my low points was CM Punk. I'm sorry. I'll just leave that there for a minute. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sad about that, but I I can I can I can see that. Even no, though. that's one of my high points. I I, I just I just had to mess with you there. No, one of no, that's my, that's my high point is CM Punk and um. Also, what else do I have? And uh, the opening match wasn't bad. Yeah. Not not the strong episode of Dynamite that I expected coming off uh, the momentum that they had garnered um, on Friday during Rampage. I would have expected a stronger show for uh, CM Punk's first Dynamite appearance. Um, but, uh, but, you know, they, they have plenty of time to to build them up. I just, I just want to see more build between uh, Darby Allen and uh, CM Punk because um, they were supposed to have a, um, they were supposed to have a, a face-to-face segment um, during Rampage. Okay. Who's it? Who's this? Talking about Darby Allen and CM Punk. They oh, were okay. Su- they were supposed. Oh yeah, to. they were supposed to, and uh, they 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 never did. No. Okay, so I didn't I didn't miss it because uh, I heard that they were supposed to. I thought I'd miss it. Yeah, and no, I was um, I was very confused because, like I said, I was um, I was out of town last night, so I watched um, I was watching Rampage before coming on the air with you tonight in order to take um some of the some of the pressure off of you so you didn't have to review, you know, pretty much the entire week's of shows. Um, because now they have 
two shows on Friday night versus one, um, which which makes for a goddamn long evening. Um, but um, you know, look, I'm I'm ecstatic that CM Punk is back. But it, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna put him in a match with all, at all out, which makes perfect sense, there just has to be more interaction between the two of them. You know, going into the pay per view. I mean, if um, if WWE did this, I would be calling them out for it. So I have to do the same thing with AEW, despite the fact that it's that it's CM Punk, and I love that he's back. Right, so that's AEW. Now we are going to move on to SmackDown because I'm gonna, yeah, I'll uh, I'll do I'll do uh, SmackDown and get them out of the way. Then then all we have is the Rampage left. So yeah. for for SmackDown, I'm going to start off with low points. The Becky Lynch promo at the beginning. From from what I heard about it, it didn't make much sense. It was terrible. Wait, did you watch SmackDown? No, no you didn't. didn't watch SmackDown. You didn't watch it. But no, don't, I didn't. don't don't you record it still? Or yeah, yeah, I did, but I I only had time to watch. I had to record both of them, uh, SmackDown and and uh, Rampage, and I only had time to watch one show and not two. Oh, so you only watch Rampage. Right. Yeah, I don't know. This was bad. This uh, this was a terrible promo. Uh, another another low light was the Happy Corbin segment. I did I, I did see that one, at least the uh the his entrance because I I saw that on YouTube and I'm like, no, please don't do that. And uh, yeah, so the, I have a, a whole uh, bunch of uh, low points here, but uh, those, that, those are just a few. What do you have? So, um, well, despite the fact that I didn't see it, I was very, um, I was very disappointed in the fact that Brock was not on the show uh, coming out of um, his return at SummerSlam. I figured that didn't make much sense. Um, I would also, I understand them trying to save Brock for a, for a bigger show such as like Survivor Series, um, but it does. But still, if you're gonna if you're gonna have the a standoff between. Roman Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar to end SummerSlam, and then you bring out uh, Finn Balor and and tease and tease Finn Balor as as Reigns' opponent for Extreme Rules. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And. Um, and my my head was shaking so much during during that one part of the sentence that my headphones fell off. I, I I can't I can't believe what WWE tries to pass off as logical when uh, you know I, I was literally I was literally shaking my head in disgust and my headphones fell off. So so that's your little bogey uh, 
giving you high points. I only have one. Um. No, no, no. Honest, honestly, I was not impressed looking looking at this card. I only have one, and that's the Bloodline celebration at the end. And that that I give that uh, that I give that one uh, like a three. I I thought that was a good uh, segment. That's about the only high point I have on there. Yeah, and I was uh, the the other, and the only reason why I don't call that a high point um, is at at the beginning of the show because, like I said, I caught some of the highlights on YouTube. Right. So at the beginning of the show, um, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy and Jay are asking Paul Heyman, you know, did you know that Brock was going to be at SummerSlam? You know, what's that was going actually on? like a little further in. It wasn't right at the beginning. Oh, I thought it was. No. Um, okay. But still, the, yeah. the, po- the point remains the same. And then. And then during the uh, during the celebration, Roman doesn't ask him any questions about that. Did did now unless I missed something? Did Roman and Paul have any interaction regarding Brock Lesnar? No, he just uh, Roman Reigns arrives at the arena and he sees Paul Heyman standing outside the locker room. He's asking then Paul what he's doing there. Right, and like uh, Paul took it as if like he's like, well, what are you doing here? Like that he didn't. But uh, then uh, he asked uh, Paul to open the door, right? And then he walks in, and then he's looking behind him. He's like, are you coming in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Okay. All right. So, so that's uh, is that about it? You have that you have? Yeah. All right, so that's SmackDown. SmackDown, not a good show this week at all. No, no, no. Ben, what do you have for Rampage? Um, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, highlights and lowlights like we've been doing, and, and the only highlight that I have was uh, the, the first match of the evening, which was the finals of the uh, tag team eliminator tournament to determine the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed the Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, I thought that was a fantastic match. Yeah, that was the first match. Yeah. The only, and the, the only drawback to that match was um, was when everybody was was standing on the outside waiting waiting for uh, for Ray and Jungle Boy to do their move off the top rope, and that that's just a pet peeve. It's fine if they only arrive a couple of seconds before the before the move is executed because obviously somebody has to catch them. That's not that's not what I'm criticizing. What what I'm criticizing is they were standing there for a long, long time, and, and it was only because of, of you know crafty camera work that that some people may not have noticed that. But it's just 
it's just small things like that just drive me absolutely insane. And then the the low point for, for me was uh, the Bunny versus Tay Conti. I I really I really didn't like that very much. Terrible. The only part I liked about that was uh, Penelope Ford getting involved. But but even that, which I, I, which I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not on you for that. But I have a. I have a question regarding that. Well, but why would Penelope Ford and the Bunny get together? Like that's just. That's just weird because the, the, the reasoning given for that was, was that Penelope Ford was going to watch the Bunny's back during the. Um, all women's casino battle royale. Yeah, and so that's why uh, they they uh, had it out of there. But the, but why would anybody watch each other's backs during during the casino battle royale, especially especially somebody when they're not in, when they're not in it? They're not. I'm sorry. I'm all tongue tied because it's so stupid. But they're they're not in an established tag team. Where it would make sense for them to be taking care of each other, I right? Think, I don't really think they need to be a tag team. Like, are we a tag team? Well, I take mean, care, am I taking care of you? Well, it's just, um, it's just Penelope Ford and uh, the Bunny, to my knowledge. Have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, yeah, so they, they I mean, really have. Yeah, they really have nothing to do with each other. So I mean, the fact that the fact that they came together to only briefly watch each other's backs in a casino battle battle royal situation just doesn't make any sense. Are you gonna watch that? Um. Well, yeah, because. Because when when I purchased the pay per view, the, the you know the you know the pre show matches show up, so yeah, I'll end up watching it. Okay. All right. Yeah. For Rampage, uh, for me, uh, same thing. High point is first match. Low point is take on Dean, uh, um, the bunny. I lo- I love the way we think so similarly about wrestling. It, it's it's so much fun. But uh yeah, AEW was not good this week. SmackDown was not good this week. AEW was meh. Um for me, Rob was the best show of the week. Sorry. Oh god. Don't say that. The first just... 25 minutes, so we're fine the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but just the fact that just the fact that you said Raw was the best show of the, of the week, oh my god, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like I gave it, I gave it a one point seven. Yeah. Um. Like usually, if it, a good show is a two or a two point five and above. Okay, a, a bad show is like a one or a one point five. I gave it a one point seven, so it wasn't all bad. So uh, compared to the other shows, NXT was uh, recorded on Monday night. 
Oh, and, and speaking of NXT, what the fuck is going on with the new logo? Oh, oh, I know. Oh, oh. That looks horrific. It, it, it's, it, it's like someone got uh, got the pin set for uh, their birthday and we're told just go and have fun. Oh, I, that is I so know, bad. I know, it looks like children's finger painting. God. <laughs> are we watching cartoons? Or no, are we on, watching... On, on, on SmackDown, they had a commercial that said NXT is coming. Um, NXT's already been here. For, for seven fucking oh. years now, nuts. Okay. You know, you might be rebranding, but it's still the same brand. Oh. It's still NXT, and NXT has existed for seven fucking years. You can't tell me NXT is coming, and then have it look like, you know, a children's birthday party pinata. Ben, we're, we're, you know what? We're just going to go to 1983 here. I can't take any more of 2021. We're going we're gonna to go back to 83 and Memphis wrestling. However, we're going to be flipping around like it, back and forth. So we're not going to, we're going to leave the dwelling part. Okay. But, so this is yeah, Memphis. <laughs> What? I was gonna say, damn! I was all dressed up in my uh, traveling outfit and my spaceship suit. Oh man, I have to see what else that we have because I thought I saw eighty-seven in there, but I have to see if that's still because I focus more on the last chance to watch shows because I know they're gonna disappear sooner. So okay, so in the first match. We have King Cobra, Bill Dundee, and Jacques Rougeau defeating the team of Adrian Street, Jesse Barr, and Apocalypse. Oh, God. Well, I'm, assu- I'm assuming by the names that Apocalypse is on the heels side of things. Yes, they are. They are heels, yes. Adrian Street, Jesse Barr. Jesse Barr, you'll recognize. Um... In the uh, did you remember any of the Funk Brothers? And I'm not talking about uh, the usual uh, Terry Funk and Dory Funk, but do you remember any other Funk Brothers? No. Have you ever heard of Jimmy Jack Funk? Yeah. Okay, that's Jesse Barr. Oh, God. All right, then we had the Lone Eagle defeating Tiny Tom. What? These are the midgets in action. Oh my god. Yeah. There's it, midgets. Remember, this was 83, so. Okay, but, okay so la- ladies and gentlemen, let's take a brief break from the, the midgets. Not that I'm insulting them. And, and, and remind, remind the people kind of like the rules of this of this segment. So as Elio is going through the card and telling me the matches, I'm keep in mind that I have not seen this and he has because he has a 
a service that I that is not available to me. But anyway, so the point of this is I'm supposed to pick out who's the heel and who's the face of, of these matches based on what he tells me. Go ahead. I just wanted to remind the people. Yeah. Now, for this one, it's kind of hard to pick because I don't even know who the heel in the face in this one was. Okay. So, next we have Jesse Barr defeat versus Dutch Mantel. Now, this, uh, and this one was a no cheating match, a professional wrestling match, which means. No, like, punches, no illegal moves like that. If if any of the two do do anything like that, they are likely disqualified. So it's like a pure wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. And, and which um, uh, turned into a brawl and uh, ended in a no contest. Well, of course it did, especially with Dutch Mantel. <laughs> then we had tag team action. The team of Jacques Rougeau and Terry Taylor versus Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar. What? <laughs> what? Uh, <go> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, clearly, I didn't hear that right. Say that again. The team of Jacques Rougeau and Terry Taylor defeat versus. Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar. Oh God, that really would that really wouldn't sway in today's day and age, folks. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, and, uh, I'm, uh, I'm assuming Sweet Brown Sugar was was an attempt to be a face. No, actually, I do. Um, no, he was a heel. Bobby Eaton's a heel. Well, yes, but how the fuck are you going to have a, a heel named Sweet Brown Sugar? What? In the, and then we have another tag team match, the team of Terry Taylor and Bill Dundee defeating Adrian Street and Apocalypse. Oh, so was this a, was this a rematch of... of... No, remember, this is a yearbook. That's why we're not using the, the, the DeLorean, because these are random matches that they put together for this video. Oh, okay. So then we had, uh, in the next one, we had an eight-man tag match. The team of the, no, sorry, a 10-man tag, I believe it was. Okay. The Bruise Brothers, Ron and Don. Oh, God. Duke Myers. And Bobby Eaton were defeating the team of Terry Taylor, Bobby Fulton, Carl Fergie, Steve O, and Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. Um, okay, well, well, clearly, uh, clearly, Bobby Eaton's team was the heels, and I'm hoping that they were the winners on this yes, occasion. They were the winners. There is justice in the world, folks. Next, we had superstar Bill Dundee defeating Apocalypse. Following that, we had a classic match. Jerry the King Lawler defeating Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, yeah, I've heard about this one. And next, we had another tag team match. The Moondogs defeating the fabulous ones Steve Kern and Stan Lane. 
so so um Steve Kern was th- was was this kind of um like a reincarnation of another tag team? What the fabulous ones? Yeah. No. Okay. The fabulous one, this was Steve Kern, Skinner, and Stan Lane. This was a nineteen this is nineteen eighty three. They were they're known as the fabulous ones. They had like the dancer gimmicks like with the bow tie and the suspenders. No, I've I've never heard of them, surprisingly. I'll send you I'll send you a picture on the on Mr. You can see what I'm talking about. Okay. Then we had the last match in this video yearbook, Austin Idol versus Stan Hansen. This one got out of hand right away. As you know, any match with Stan Hansen just gets out of control. Yeah. But um obviously he would have had to have won, right? No, this one, uh, there was no winner because uh, the match got out of control. Stan Henson's like clotheslining left and right. Oh, so it was a DQ situation. He was attacking everyone, yeah. Well, uh, can't, can't blame Stan Henson for that. He's just being himself. Now, do you know the story behind his uh, Larry clothesline? No. Okay, you know how when he used to hit his clothesline, he used to, like, take his opponent's heads off? Like, without hardly hitting with the lariats? Yeah. That's because he he's actually blind. So when he, he's just hitting clotheslines, he's, uh, he can't even, he's not seeing, like, what he's hitting. So if he's blind, what's he doing in the ring? Well, that was like that. That was a story that would, in like uh, when when he was like actually like an active wrestler. Okay. He was like blind in one eye, so like he, we, when he was uh, hitting her clotheslines, he was just like hitting people. He couldn't. He wasn't like he couldn't actually see what he was hitting. Oh, well, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, I just sent you a picture of the fabulous ones. Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to burn my retinas. Why? Because look at them. What? Elio, come on, man. Don't make me say that on air. It looks like an 80s porno. That's the... That's their character. That's what the team was. They were like dancers. Oh, God. They look like Chippendales. What the fuck? That was it. Where's Patrick Swayze? <laughs> Dude, this was 1983. See, you were born in 88. That's why you don't get it. You don't understand the wrestling at the time. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So you're 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 missing my point then. Okay. So no, I understand that this is the this is the '80s, and I understand what you're what you're talking about. But I'm I'm just I'm 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 specifically making fun of the fabulous ones. You know, bow ties and yeah, no, yeah, I get it, yeah, I get it, yeah. But did this team? This team was like. Popular. I've never, I never actually saw them. 
at at this time, or like even like at, later in the in the later eighties. Yeah, we need Chris Farley to add some entertainment to this Chippendales routine. Have him do it with uh, Patrick Swayze. You know, and if uh, you don't re- if you don't realize the reference, ladies and gentlemen, that's more disturbing than me not recognizing the fabulous ones. Get get on your shit, ladies and gentlemen. Please. But, but, but look at Steve Kern. So you see that Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. And uh, God, I didn't realize that Skinner, the, the gimmick of Skinner was such a step up for him. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings our show to an end. Then we see we close out the show for the week. Absolutely, my friend. All right, oh, a, a little bit of a shorter one, but I have to, I have to tell you that sometimes that's not too bad. Yeah, you know, nice, nice and succinct. You know, there's something there's something to be said for like you know post pay per view shows or something like that that's really analytical and things like that. And of course, we when it's Monday Night Raw, we have to go on rants, but it's just kind of nice to have a very succinct show. So I appreciate it. All right, fans. That's our show for the week. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. Another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. For my co-host, Ben, I'm Elio. Bye-bye for now. Colossal, we come.